Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. CD once again sharing hosting duties with my brother from exactly the same exact mother. We check it every time just to make sure. I phone her on the phone. She says, Yes, both of you were C sections. We're brothers. I'm here with Deceive Dave yet again. Welcome back, bro. Those are specific. Yes, absolute fucking loop. <clears throat> and we are here for Orsini's Uncensored Mind. If I sound the frazzled, mm. it is because. Yeah. This specific morning has been quite a rush. Really? Quite a rush. Oh, yeah. I've been up. Oh, Jesus. I've been up for a minute. For too goddamn long. And it's raining outside. I had to go out in the rain and get some uh, groceries because your sisters are in my living room. Right now. Right now. And they hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my, I was sound asleep, mm. as all kings do on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my, my ravishing queen came mm. into the bedroom. <laughs> To tell me that uh, we're short on a few items for the breakfast. To break the fast, she needed ingredients. And it turned out to be like 20 fucking things. I was like, all right. Because at first I was like, she was like, oh, we don't have eggs. I'm like, fuck eggs. Who needs protein, right? I'm trying to make make a reason to not move. And then it was, oh, yeah, but we're also missing this, 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 and then this. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then it's raining right. outside, so now I gotta go outside in chancletas and an umbrella. Yeah, which is uncomfortable. I'm not putting on shoes and socks on the weekend to go to the store. I don't give a shit. Plus, mm. if it's raining, it's just gonna wet my sock up. This is no good. Is that where we are in life now? Uh, that's where I am in my life. A wet okay. sock is a problem in this house. I respect it's a, it. It's an epidemic. I mean, you say that because yesterday I went out the house twice. Unwillingly, I didn't want not want to do that, I but that. I had to grab some shit. And both times, they were in slippers. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's where we're. That's where we're at that's right now. Like, I'm approaching forty. Shoes are optional for me now. I'm getting there. I'm gonna start wearing sandals. Every I I almost by accident I made it all the way to my car. I almost went to work in sandals. Mm. And I was like, mm, don't know how that's gonna fly. Let me go get some shoes. I, I didn't even have time to put them on. I had to grab them real quick, and then I put them on before I went into the school. But it's getting bad. 
My mm. my want and my need for comfort is starting to outweigh a lot of important shit, and it's getting in the way. I don't know, man. You're not the only one. But wait, like I don't know if you've had your eyes open in some of these establishments lately with all these young kids. <laughs> for all these, but, but the help the help is so bad nowadays that they're really not being sticklers on this shit anymore. Yeah, almost every job now doesn't bitch if you're listening to music. Almost. There's a few there's a few stragglers out there that are like, you know, nothing in your ear. But you go to a lot of places and these kids are taking your orders with fucking the little headphones in their ears and yeah. shit. Especially now that you got those little um the iPod the iPod the pods. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you can barely even see it. Yeah. So it's just it's just there. The funny thing that most of the time they probably don't even have anything on it. It's just in their ear. There you go. <laughs> That they're trying to make the day go by a whole lot faster. I'm not blaming anybody for nothing. As long no. as my order is correct, bro, you can listen to whatever the fuck you want. I don't even give a shit. True. If you back there with the vachata or whatever it is you want to do to get through the fucking day, just make sure my shit is squared up. I only have an issue if I order something and that shit's not in the bag. Now, on the flip side, I'm going to be honest with you. If I ordered a four-piece nugget and you gave me six-piece, I'm not going to say shit. I'm just telling you now. I got two free nuggets. I'm being yeah, yeah. I'm being real about that. No, no. If you shortchange me, I'm coming back. But if you overchange me, I, I, hey, listen, a bank error in my favor. Collect two hundred dollars or two extra nuggets, whichever one you want to go with. And same go, thing. Oh yeah. Nowadays, Alex, yeah, it's the same Alex thing. Alex has Alex has won that battle quite a few times. He was like, oh yeah, let me get a four piece happy meal, and the, and the dude gets a six piece in his happy meal. He's just like, look at this, <laughs> I'm a winner. Win. That's right. Karma has rewarded you two extra nuggets. Mm-hmm. There you go. Enjoy. Feast, my son. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, next week is Father's Day. It is. Uh, also Juneteenth weekend, so if you're a black dad, what a fucking weekend you've got coming to you. Um, yeah. So I'm not recording next week because oh. the, the, the wife has some plans. In the, in the works for your boy over here. Now, I was curious how this works in your house. Because Sam's not here yet, mm-hmm. but Sam exists. True. So how, how does this work? Is this officially your first father's day, or do we got to wait till uh Well, I mean, I, I would work? like to think so. Oh, you, Of course <laughs> you would like to think so. <laughs> well, I did mean... you do anything for Mother's Day? Of course. Oh, oh. Of course. Okay, so we're boomeranging in here. Good thing she was first. Yeah, just, right? Just, just to test the water. Yeah, just to works. see where everyone's head was with this. And then, no. boom. Of course. Okay. Of course. I don't mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm not a holiday guy. You know that. Don't fucking matter to me. Yeah, yeah. I've so, not we'll been a holiday my whole life. I'm still sitting here doing this bullshit with her. Over and over and over. That's why every holiday she looks at me with this face like, don't worry about it, bitch. You, you know you're going to say some shit if I don't worry about it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> don't do that. Don't set the bar that low. No, no. That's just her reminding you that it's coming. That's yeah. all that is. <laughs> oh, she's got no problems with that. Yeah. Hey, don't worry about that thing that's happening in three days. Yeah, specifically on this day, on this number please put it in your to-do that's list. that's a hey idiot it's coming yeah i know I you're have, not thinking about i it. have an app on my phone it's an actual to-do list and it sends me notifications or remind me of shit she's like you know put this in your to-do list 
And, uh, you know, just so you don't forget, you know, because it's kind of a big deal. Whatever. Mm. Kind, it's kind of a thing. Kind I get of, it. Yeah, she's with it. So, uh, for once, see, my thing is this. Here's how my marriage works. I have to survive May. May's the big one, right? Because the anniversary is the both of us. That's September, right? And then, you know, my whatever, birthdays or whatever, we don't do anything because it's mine. We always have to do shit for hers. So, May's important. Because May, the beginning of May is her birthday, and then the middle of May is Mother's Day. Those are the two holidays can't fuck up. Everything else is fuck upable. Right. You can fuck up the other holidays, even the anniversary. We've fucked up anniversaries in the past. It doesn't matter. But I used to get away with fucking up anniversaries because she would never remember when they took place. She's the right. dude in this relationship. She can't remember dates for nothing. She she can't, uh, we that was the point of the tattoo. We got our anniversary date tattooed on us so she would not forget what it was that's how that worked she got hers on her ankle because she didn't want she's a teacher so she didn't want anything on her arms i got mine on my wrist that way whenever you know it came up i could just show her my fucking wrist look it's this date oh there we go september 1st got it (laughs) so uh that was so once i survive may i'm straight i'm good screw control all the way through because then after that yeah, you know, traditionally speaking, comes Father's Day, which is in June. But this year was different because I had the graduation at the beginning of June, and then Father's Day, so I got double the love uh, this month. <laughs> yeah, this month, this month, I got double the love. And then we do the summer, and then we do the anniversary in September. Which, by the way, this anniversary would be nineteen. So that's nothing too. She never remembers how many years we've been together. It's hilarious. She's such a fucking guy. Because her friends would be like, oh, how long have you guys? And she's like, well, she starts doing math in her head real quick. 2003, all right, put the 22 above the 3, 22 minus 3. Okay, 19, 19 years. We've been together 19 years. I was like, man, you're going to be fucked as you get older and you're going to have to start carrying numbers. It's going to be a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, well, I foresee it being bad for us, too, because yesterday we had to do math. We couldn't remember what year we started dating. Oh, fuck. So we went back and looked at some pictures. Like, all right, this is where we were still friends. I looked at the date. I was like, all right, that was 2018. And I was like, oh, look, this is the day after we said that we were together. So I was like, oh, okay, that's 2019. All right, so we've been together this long. <laughs> just, like, just before like, the pandemic. Yep. I was like, Jesus. I was like, we were friends in 2018. We were together in 2019. We were engaged, engaged and married in 2020. No, engaged in 2020, married in 2021, and now having a kid. Now having a kid. Look at you living that life. Year, just a few years, man. Yeah, there you go. You got. You've been pretty busy the last few years. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and you over here yelling at me about TV. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch TV when I had nothing to do. <laughs> the fuck is you thought? What did you, what did you thought? She was my chance to start my bad. TV. I thought you yeah, getting you on. You got to a... tell me. You got to tell me what we're watching, no, no, and no, I no. will See, fucking watch it. I, uh, my, I, it was my bad assumption for assuming that since you were on a weekly fucking entertainment podcast, that you'd yeah. pay you'd pay a little bit more attention to the entertainment around. You. I would pay attention. Shame to I, me, I saw all assuming. kinds of shit. I've watched every video game donkey video. I've Wait, watched what? every video game donkey. What the fuck? <laughs> yes, this video game. What is video that? game donkeys? The man. I've been watching him for years. I've watched his videos at like two o'clock in the morning. Video game I've donkey. Some, I've watched some. Yes, 
Why are you hung up on video game talk? Because it just sounds like the most ridiculous thing I've ever dude's heard. Been, dude's been making videos almost as long as you've been married. Wait, but like making I, videos concerning video games? Yeah, just different shit. So just this is a YouTuber. Stuff. They're like funny. Yeah, they're like funny videos he makes. I need to see this now. They're fucking hilarious. He just makes different stuff. Completely your, fucking random. I got to look into your world because you ain't looking yeah. at mine. So I got to look at yours. I mean, listen. <laughs> Uh, you still, you're still telling me that you want to talk to Pombo about Doctor Strange. You still haven't seen Doctor Strange. Pombo, I didn't see anything about Pombo. Just last week, I got you on. I got it you wasn't Pombo. Who was it you were trying to talk about? I don't know why that I see his face, but I can't remember his name. Stephen James? No, the the with the comic books. Joe Pombo. No, not him. Brandon? Yes. Oh, that's odd. I got you on audio, bro. We were talking about Pombo when you said that. I think you assumed Pombo. You said because I said the same thing. No, because I said the same thing. I said, I know. I said that I wanted to talk to, and I kept drawing a blank on his name again. And then you started talking about Pombo wanting to be on for the video game thing. Yes. Yes. And then you said, "Man, I wanted to talk to that guy about Doctor Strange." All right. Well, if that was a sequence of conversation. Then that's where the Man, I wish I would have had from. that lined up. I got it here, but I don't feel like skimming through. But it was there. <laughs> I wish well, I that a, was bad I wish, timing. I was I wish talking I about had Brandon. A bigger board. <laughs> I was talking about Brandon. Oh, I was I was a like that was one of the things that we were thinking about doing this weekend was either like watching Doctor Strange or doing something else. And I'm like, I just don't feel like sitting in a movie theater. God damn it. I just don't feel like sitting in the dude. I get like a day and a half to do something that doesn't require in, in that day and a half. I have to choose something that doesn't require cleaning, talking about a child, Lamaze classes on YouTube. I get like a pocket of what I want to do. And in that moment, if it ain't tickling me, dude, I'm not fucking doing it. So I was like, damn, I really want to see that fucking movie, man. But it's like, I really just don't feel like sitting in a movie theater right now. Wow. So I was like, fuck it. And I just went and did something else. But if I like, <laughs> if I knew that was like, yo, we're going to do that, I would have like, all right, then, let's go. But then I said, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't want to like, that's the, pro- that's my problem right now. Is this like, I get these pockets of opportunities. Like, all right, well, what do I want to do? And I get to choose from like four different things. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's it dude after that once it's done it's it's time to get ready for bed or it's time to start cleaning and moving stuff around and building shit and, and building being an adult fucking sucks <laughs> i remember the days i could just sit there for like fucking 15 hours and just grind Jesus. tv shows on one screen video game on the other feet up just Waste the night away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Not anymore, man. dude. I'm falling. I'm I'm actively getting tired at like eleven o'clock. God That's damn. it. I'm washed. God damn. You yeah. Hate, you hate to see it happen. Oh hate man. To hate to see it happen to the best of them. Man, you're you're living my 2010 life right now. Ugh. Darn it. Need you to hurry up and break through. Well, <laughs> uh, oh shit! They only have the okay. That's not gonna work. All that's right. what I mean. I can make. I can always. I can always make pockets, man. I can always make pockets. Make pockets. I wanted, I, you know what's fucked up too? 
because <clears throat> I was sitting here last night earlier. It was I think it was like I think it was like 10:30. I was just kind of sitting at my desk. It was all quiet. She fell asleep. I was like, damn, I want to watch something. I just, I feel like there was something I was supposed to watch. I forgot there was a fucking pay-per-view. I wanted to watch that whole thing. I could have fucking watched it last night, and I forgot all about it. Well, because I wanted to see what happened was, with Cody Rhodes. It was so funny because I, I completely forgot there was a pay per view, and it was about ten o'clock. So I'm gonna safely assume that must have been at least midway, maybe slightly more than midway through the pay per view, when I got a message from a friend who said, "Oh my God, look at Cody's chest." And I was like, "What?" Mm. It's like, why the fuck would I want to look at Cody's chest? He sent me a picture. So I look at the picture, and I see the bruising and everything. I see the chest. I see the picture. And behind Cody was the red Hell in a Cell. And I went, oh, my God, Hell in a Cell was tonight. <laughs> and my wife goes, you want to put it on? And I went, yeah, right? No. Uh... <laughs> because the reason why I said no in that moment is because my wife and I have been straight up binging. Um, we've been putting Stranger Things down. And boy, let me tell you, I'm pissed. I'm so pissed. I almost chucked my phone. I was so fucking mad. Cause you've never like, watched Stranger Things? No, it's not. It's it, I've I've caught an episode here or there, but I was lost in the sauce. I didn't. I never watched it in any kind of sequential order. It was always just whatever, whenever I could catch it or whatever pieces here and there. I never really had the time before. So my wife was like, everyone at my job is talking about four, but I haven't gotten to four. I was farther along, to be honest with you, than she was. But right. She was just like, I, because she, she saw all of season one, and then that was it. She never went back. And then I, right. I kind of watched pieces with her, and then I watched pieces of other seasons. So I kind of had a, a little better of an idea of how the story has gone. Did you guys finish it? Yeah. So we, we, she did one. I had to do one on my own. <clears throat> and then we did two and three. And then we started watching four. Right. And what drives me nuts is I didn't take the ride. I didn't realize. I had to look it up because everyone was like almost crying over four. I was like, what happened? Apparently, after this show started in 2016, mm-hmm. and after three, they were filming four when the pandemic hit. So everything got shut down. They they were re- they were releasing seasons yearly, and then because of the pandemic, they hadn't released a season in like three years. So people have been waiting. I just kind of stumbled back into it, but everybody else has been waiting for like three years for a fucking season to drop. They dropped the season, but it's, and it's a full eight or nine episode season, but it's volume one. And I was like, we got to the, excuse me, we got to, they've been, this whole season was built around a particular something. I won't ruin it for people. But it built and built and built and built. Rude, and this shit is old. What are you talking about? This shit about? literally just came out like a, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And I, oh no, like, shit. Well, the reason so the why ending, I'm, not, I'm wait, thinking wait, wait, that wait, season wait, wait, three wait. isn't the end. No, not season. Th- no, I'm talking about four now. Four is the one that just got released. Oh, because uh, I've seen up into whatever happened around nineteen or twenty. No, nineteen. I think it was the year that I remember because. And when I was hanging out with her a lot, we were uh, at her friend's house a lot. Actually, at one point, we were living there for a little bit, and her friend was been watching it. So that's where I saw it. Okay. But I only saw the last. I've never watched before. I just saw the last season at that time. Three. <clears throat> yeah, and they were, like, super pissed about, I guess it was three, but super pissed about, like, the way that it ended. It was, like, kind of open-ended. Like, someone died or some shit, and it was just weird. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so I didn't know there was another season that came yeah, out recently. So apparently there was also a misconception about that. So season three ends with a huge death, right? The, yeah. The yeah, cop, I remember that. The cop, Hopper. He, he Right. And everyone's like, what away. the fuck? This is how it right. ends? But apparently people miss. Uh, I was told this by uh, Stranger Things, like, uh, like super fan, right? You, yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, but people were mad, but that was because they missed the end credit. Because apparently at the end of the credits, uh, uh, he died uh, in the process of blowing up this machine that was supposed to close the gate. Mm-hmm. And that's how kind of the episode ends and the season ends and everyone's moving and the gang is splitting up and it's over and we're just going to get the fuck out of this hellhole of a town and just fucking leave. The end credit takes you to a Russian prison and the guards walk him through and he's going door to door and he goes to one door and he's about to open it when the guard says... No, no, no. That's the American. Go to the next one. And he goes to the next one and pulls a Russian out. And they take the Russian prisoner out to this field, or this room, I should say. Not a field. To this room. And they feed him to one of the monsters. And that's a crazy twist because the reason why Hopper died was to blow up this machine that was supposed to close this gate. Closing the gate was supposed to cut off the connection. There's not supposed to be any monsters. So it was an odd ending. And they had, they fed the Russian to the monster but the key was is that the guard stated there's an american in there so it was supposed to be a tease that hopper had survived the explosion then we go to season four and we realize he did in fact survive unfortunately he's spending his days getting the teetotal shit kicked out of him on a daily basis in a russian prison Mm. and there's a lot more to that but the reason why i was upset is because i wasn't watching full-time when these seasons were released. And I just happened to be jumping on board now whilst they're in the middle of a break. And I'm pissed. Now, it doesn't have to go for very long. They're bringing back the show for another eight episodes, uh, volume two of season four, July 1st. So I only these have to wait. These kids are all, like, yeah, they're in young their adults now, they're, yeah? they're, 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 they're going to be in their early 20s by the time this shit is released. They right. have announced after this volume that there's going to be one last final season where they're going to wrap everything up because what the fuck else can you do with these kids? This show is probably one of the most implausible fucking shows I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. I don't know. My problem with Stranger Things is that it's a show full of kids. And although I'm sure they're great actors and I watched a few episodes, it's interesting. The story is interesting. It's the same thing with me as like... uh a TV show full of European accents. Like, I just can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. If you got the one or two of the Europeans in there and they have the act, the English accent, like, I'm okay with it. But the moment you get, like, an entire show, it's the reason why I couldn't watch the original Office. Like, I uh, want to watch the original Office so bad because I want to see the roots and where it came from because I love that show so much. But every time I get to, like, episode three, I just can't. I can't. I don't Something about it, I just can't do it. So when I tried to watch that show on my own with someone, the only reason why I got as far as I did on that one season was because I was literally at, <laughs> at someone's house and they were watching it. There you go. So, so you yeah, you I mean, it. it looked great, but I can't really get into it, man. <laughs> I don't mind so much the kid thing. I, I worry more about the writing when it comes to shows. Like, uh, you'll be amazed how many shows that I get into where I was like, I'm not watching that shit. And then I give it a shot, and the writing is just so good. So I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Stranger Things, I'll be honest. Stranger Things got me. 
It did. Stranger Things got me, and, and I've been watching it, and now I can't wait till July 1st to see where this goes because I love, I love the kind of shows where I have to figure it out. It's not exactly lined up. And me and my wife, especially, we, we love the art of ruining it for the other person because we're, as soon as we're watching this plot unfold, especially if, if anybody has seen season four, volume one already, and saw the last episode where the villain monologues and he's putting it together and we're all in a room. It just so happens too, Lily and Wayne were here and Lily had already seen it, and but she was rewatching it with us because we were watching it for the first time. And me and Steph are just verbally going back and forth with each other whilst this villain is is revealing things. And we were coming up with shit Lily didn't even figure out the first time she fucking saw it. We were like, oh, but wait, if he had done this, then that explains why he did this. And we were like breaking down the motive. And that brings me to another point, because I've said this on the show before. I'll say it again. This is, I don't want to tie everything to wrestling today because I really don't give a fuck about wrestling right now. But I will say this. I have told people in the past a thousand times, some of the best villains ever in any form of entertainment, bad guys in general, whether it be books, through storytelling, movies, plays, whatever, the very essence of good guy versus bad guy. Some of the best villains ever, and this is just something that I've observed over time, are always the most relatable. They're always the ones that when you hear them speak, you're like, God damn, this motherfucker is making some sense. Hold on a second. This dude, uh, he's not too far off of what the fuck he's talking about over here. Mm. And 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 then people will start to realize, is he really a villain, though? Because And that's those are the villains that I love the most because, yes, he's absolutely a villain. He's relatable because the point that he's making does make a whole lot of sense. He's taking a real-world topic and he's making it relatable to you so that you understand where he's coming from. What makes him a villain isn't his goal or his overall plan it's the method in which he's using to attain that goal so when you hear this guy in the show speak yeah he makes absolutely sense the problem is is he's murdering women and children along the way you're like "Mm, you lost me at that part like you had (laughs) me with the issue this is a real issue we should talk about this but then when you started gouging out the eyes of children and snapping your mother's neck and arms and legs at the same time and basically turning her into a softball that probably is not where I would go and co-sign with. Those actions are a little out of out of whack, and, and I think you're a villain, my friend. I think you've transferred now from motivational speech to just outright crazy psychopath. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite villains. I know that there are those out there who enjoy the classic bad guy for the sake of bad guy, right? Like Joker. Joker's a bad guy just for the sake of just being fucking a bad guy. But right. I always enjoyed characters more when they were very close to the baby face side where they were just right there but there's just something innate about them that just makes them bad and they just they they're not afraid black adam coming up i don't know if you saw that new trailer they dropped out for that they kind of addressed that in that film because black adam traditionally speaking has been mostly a pretty much a villain in the comic books he's had his baby face moments but for the most part he's known for being the antithesis of shazam so, right. so there's that dynamic there. So in this movie, they kind of address the fact, you know, there's a difference between good guys and bad guys, and good guys don't kill people. And Black Adam goes, "Well, I do," and <laughs> and <laughs> the way he delivers it was great with that look, and he just goes, "Well, I do." And you look at him and you see that line. It's like you, the the ability to walk that line to me is just 
amazing. When people find a way, like almost as if like he was offended. Like I'm a good guy, but I I kill people. Well, I think his offense. I think you nailed it on the head when you said offended. But I think his offense isn't necessarily about the fact that he considers himself a good guy. I think at that point when he gets his powers, he's aware that he's a fucking sadistic asshole. But he has more than enough reasons and merit to be that way. You know, right. it's like I wasn't a bad guy. I was a really, really good man. So is this an entire and movie just, on a villain? Essentially, yes. Is this the, he, one of the first ones to do that? I'm not sure, to be honest. Carnage would be. But it was a Venom movie. It wasn't a Carnage movie. True. So I don't know. I mean, this might be one of the first times that that happened. There's, he will be the villain against Shazam in the second Shazam movie. So I, I'm assuming this is just more or less a character development piece just to get you into the idea of what he is and what he can do. So we can slide right into that when it comes to Are Shazam. we sad that uh, The Rock is in the DC universe and not Marvel? I don't give a fuck at this point. Because, the, you know what, I, I don't necessarily, I can't really rule him out. How many times now have we had crossover? Christian Bale is in the new Thor movie, so I don't know. I don't think, I don't think there's a wall anymore blocking people from doing either or. Uh, you know, we have people doing mo- uh, Josh Brolin with Thanos and Cable. So I don't know. It's it it's all for whatever now. Charlize Theron did an end credit for Marvel, and where she's gonna be a character moving forward. And then she did the boys. So I don't fucking know what the fuck's going. On. <laughs> These actors are just gonna do whatever the fuck they want to do. I guess. So who Good. is the is the forbidden door broken? The forbidden door is it open? I don't know that. Yeah, I guess so. It's really- Rock is gonna make that movie though. Like I just watched the preview. It looked it actually that's probably one of the first DC movies like okay, I kinda wanna check that out. Yeah. That like is, it looks it interesting. Yeah, it does look really good. I wanna see what he does with that. All his uh all his acting practice about to pay off. He looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's so serious. Oh, he looks great. It just tower. Looks- it just I love who was it? I think it was Lily who said it because in the beginning of the trailer they showed him before he got his powers and he was all like frail and thin and they were like, Did they did they Steve Rogers him in the yeah, beginning of this movie? Maybe. So that when they gave him his power he looked ultra ripped for no reason. Maybe. Man, he went into insane training for this. He wanted to be as ripped as humanly fucking possible for this role. He, I, I, did they even add? Because they added pads to Zachary, Le- to Zach Leffy. <laughs> they, they're not padding up Dwayne. They, right? That's all. Probably not. I mean, don't get me wrong. The suit probably got a little bit more beef to it, but. Yeah. That's all uh, muscle right there. That's all, I, that's that all dude, results from the Iron Paradise, baby. That dude has been almost training for this moment. You look at him <laughs> and you look at some of his attitude era shit, and he wasn't he wasn't a small guy. No, but and, he's and more he's I, I he is a tank yeah. now. Yeah, he was beefy just based on genetics back in the attitude era. Now he is in insane shape. That's why he. That's why him wrestling is no good. He's far too muscular to wrestle. He learned that the last time. Right? The last time he wrestled, when he wrestled Cena, he tore his whole pectoral. He, he he's got show muscles him. now. What was it? Uh, ribs. He tore his ribs, not his pectoral. Excuse me, Cody. What's the pectoral? He he tore his ribs up. Yeah, he's not. He's not built for go. He's built for show now, which is great. Because when he's in these movies, he does look spectacular. Dude, but that's he can't the, move in that. That's too big. He's too big. To, to think like that's the result of a man that literally has a gym everywhere he goes. 
Yeah, I know. Like when you sign him on for something, I remember him saying this somewhere. Like he, he's one of his requirements is he has to have a gym on site. Like he has to have certain pieces of equipment with him at the at the place so that he can get his workout every single. The student, this man works out every day. He is insane. Oh, dude, I have trouble waking up and doing the dishes. Yeah, it's yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that I've been hearing when I hear that. You ever seen like these motivational videos? Like I was listening to one the other day with Kobe, and Kobe was talking about training. He's like, I wake up at four in the morning, and I do this, and I train, train four to six, and then I rest, and my body needs to rest and recoup, and I get a bite to eat, and then I wake up, and we go back to the gym from nine to eleven, and then we recover and do this, and then we go from uh, what was it, two to four, or something like that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? That's 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 the difference, right? That's the difference between working out, being healthy, going to the gym, yeah. and like Obsessing. training. Yeah. Like, tr- Training is a different level. Like, like you said, what Kobe said, he literally will go burn himself and then go into recovery mode. Where in recovery mode is when he do uh, he does other things, and the moment he feels like his body can handle it, he goes right back into the gym. Like they're just on cooldown. That's all they are. They just go in there and they just hammer it out. Jesus Christ, dude! How do you have time for anything? I don't know. Fuck. They made they see that's the thing though. This is why I always tell people they hear that motivational shit and they go, man. It sounds good, too. That's what I want to do, you know, because look at the results they get. I said, yeah, but you know what? What people forget, time, time exists regardless of what you're doing, right? Yeah. In order for you to make time for something. Mm-hmm. You have, you to, have allocate to sacrifice that. something yeah, else. You have to allocate that time to do that. Mm. So. For those of you out there who will look at Kobe and say, man, 4 to 6 in the gym, 9 to 11 in the gym. I mean, this guy is getting it. This guy is doing it right. And his kids and his wife are at home. Ain't getting shit. Without his their dad. And this is every day for years. You don't see him. You have to. The time gets allocated for different things. That's why when you look at somebody and say, you know what? You know why you don't get to where you are? Because you're not putting in the time like they're putting in the time. So, no, I'm putting in time. It's just not in the area that they're putting it in. That's why they're getting more results than me. My decision is to be with my family more than it is to be in the gym. So I'm not going to get the results that he gets. Right. Right. So that's that's why I tell people, like, you got to – if that's your mentality, if you're in a position where you, got to, you have to make a choice and you chose one thing. Just make your choice. don't be upset when you don't get the results from the other thing. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah, Dude, it's, I don't know what it is about being a kid where just time is not a real thing. Like, it's just not. It's just not a real thing. And it's not like you don't have shit to do. You still have school and there's other things. And if, if you're, you know, if you're doing it right, you got extracurriculars, you're, you're busy. But I don't know, maybe it's just me. Just as a kid, I just felt like time wasn't as tight. As it as it is today, dude. I swear to God, one hour feels like a month. One one hour when I'm just you have that opportunity where everyone's sleeping, you're not quite tired yet. I was what am just I gonna, gonna say the reason why it felt like you had more time is because you did. When you were younger, your energy was through the roof. You can go to bed at two in the morning, wake up at seven, and not feel that. Yeah, I guess that's true. And you are now operating. 20, I still do that today, but I fucking feel it. No, I, I refuse <laughs> to do it. I go out of my way to make sure I don't do it. Even uh, when I even when I drink and smoke, I'm like, uh, it's eleven. 
I see, <laughs> I, I smoke to sleep. You know what? That's funny too because I haven't in the past few days just because I've just been busy naturally. I, I just kind of been falling asleep yeah. on my own. But like normally, I'll smoke just just to sleep to get myself tired enough to go lay down yeah. and pass out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. As you get older, you need stuff like that because you're so wired into what you what you do on a daily basis exhausts you, but not enough to put you out. It's the weirdest conundrum. Well, I have this. I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's just like training or just shit I've done for a very, 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 very long time. But if I'm doing something like if I'm at work or I'm at something or whatever the case may be, and then I come home and I'm done with it for the day, I'll get a second win. I'll be oh, so shit. fucking exhausted. He starts the firing up. Like, oh, so as soon as I get home, I'm like, all right, time for a snack, time for water, time to sit down and watch something. If I'm watching something funny, forget it. I'm up for another like four hours when I really should have just went straight to bed because I was that tired. But for now, all of a sudden, I'm wide the fuck away. <laughs> it's the fucking weird. It's the worst. Mm-mm-mm. Well, uh, there's uh, another show. Mm-hmm. Hold on one second. I'm scratching over here. There's another show that just came out that I'm happy to say that Pombo, this time I'm talking about Pombo. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. He's doing uh, a wrap-up show. I mentioned this on the show about two weeks ago or so. Um, he's doing a wrap-up show for when Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is on the Disney Plus series, comes to an end. Um, I'm going to be a part of that uh, on, on his show. We're going to talk about the conclusion or the series as a whole when it's all over. Uh, we're going to talk about Obi-Wan. I don't know who else is going to be on that show. I know that I've been invited, and I've accepted, and I will go. And I'm going to talk my shit. Mm. Because, and I don't want to tip my hand too much. I want you guys to tune in. But this Obi-Wan Kenobi series, and you mentioned that you haven't seen it um, just yet. So I won't reveal too much about the show itself. But the time period in which this is taking place... Uh, is what's interesting to me. So this is the time period uh, after Revenge of the Sith when he drops off Luke to his family as a child. Uh, Actually, not even right after. It's about 10 years after. So the kid's about 10 years old now. Um, So it's right after Revenge of the Sith, obviously before A New Hope. So Obi-Wan is just kind of on this planet doing shit, killing time and just making sure there's kid is okay when he reaches a certain age he's supposed to begin his training now as that's what they're saying on the show you know once luke gets a certain age we're going to start his training and and try to make him the best jedi we can make him but and this is the beauty of this show we know how a lot of this turns out because of a new hope we know how the first star wars begins he this never has got to be the most difficult writing in the world it, because you're you're yep. writing something that already happened, and if you don't line that shit up right, you're getting executed. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it works out pretty good with the timing because we know that Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke don't meet until way later. So the ideology that here at the beginning of this series, it's in his head, okay, we're, I'm here just to make sure he's good, he's being raised by his aunt and his uncle, everything's going great. And when he reaches a certain age, I'll start training him, and then we'll be straight. So I'm going to safely assume by the end of the series, it's not so straight. Uh, what I don't like in this series is Obi-Wan has already met Leia. And I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. I'll see how this series continues on. 
does this does the existing story tell you otherwise that that shouldn't happen? No, no, no. The, um, the original Star Wars actually opens with um, Leia sending a, trying to send a message to to Obi Wan Kenobi, so she she's aware of him. So it, then, it why matters. does that bother you though? Because I don't. I don't necessarily know if that should have happened at the beginning of this series. That I like that better as a reveal at the end, as opposed to, yes, here at the beginning of the series, we know that Leia now knows who Obi Wan Kenobi is, and we're going to have an adventure together. So right. they, they like they're going on a full on mission together, <laughs> even though Leia is about like ten years old. <laughs> She's a sassy broad already. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because I think the first two episodes they introduced us to Leia, and I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, because Ben goes, Ben, uh, ben Obi Wan. Uh, I mean, his name is Ben, but Obi Wan Kenobi just looks at him, looks at her as she's being a sass mouth, and he goes, "Ah, you remind me of someone I met once." And he's referring, of course, to Padme, her mother. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, I actually spoke to the TV. I said, Ben, that mouth isn't going to get any better either. She's a sassy bitch throughout <laughs> the entire series. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know how I felt about that. I was like, I, I like that if that would have had, I don't know. Uh, doing the adventure with, with Leia and having these missions. I don't know. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. How it we'll goes. see. We'll see how it goes. But we've, uh, we've done the reveal, uh, to Obi-Wan that, uh, uh, Anakin is alive and he's putting it together now that Anakin is Vader. And they've had a confrontation already, which is dope. But the biggest key, when they first introduced Vader, he hadn't spoken yet. And I looked at my wife and I said, man, if he speaks and it's not James Earl Jones, I'm going to fucking be mad. And my wife was like, well, why? Because he's so old now and you know he's not going to sound the same and you're putting too much pressure on the show. And I was like, no, I, I mean... If you can't get James, get someone close, you know, just, I don't know. I just, I, right. Vader has to sound a certain way, you know? You can't, okay, James is too elderly now to do this. Let's bring in this other guy. And then you're like, no, I want Kenobi. Because <laughs> they'll do that yeah, shit. They'll, this they thing. will do that shit. I have found Kenobi, my lord. Wow, what planet is he on? Mm, uh, let's bring the ships around. Uh, that would fuck the whole thing up. It just would. So uh, he opened. <laughs> he opened like we saw. He started speaking, and it indeed was the man himself, James Earl Jones. Was it? Yes, it was. Wow! It's, How did he sound though? Because he is old. Listen to me when I tell you, it's Vader. Oh shit! That was Vader. Wow! And when he started talking, and he was delivering the. I'm lines, sure everybody said, lost their fucking mind. Ooh! When he started talking, and it was the whole deal. And it's so funny because in the prequels, Ellen McGregor worked with uh the I, forget, I always forget the guy's name who played Anakin. I have the actor's name. I always forget his name. He worked with that guy. He never really worked across from Vader before until this. This is the first time they're together. So to hear him delivering lines and then James Earl Jones responding, it would chills on my back. Mm. Because they hadn't seen each other in years. He thought Anakin was dead. And he goes, what have you become? And then in the James Earl Jones voice, he goes, I became what you made me. Mm. I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God. I said, <laughs> oh my. I said oh my sweetie, God. I'm sorry. I don't think I've ever been this hard in my life. 
this is amazing. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So, man, I can't wait to see how this turns out. But this is a Disney Plus series, which means I gotta fucking wait a week. Week by fucking week, this is the most irritating shit ever. I'm sick of having to, to explain to people why this is so stupid to be doing. This weekly episodic bullshit. I thought, I thought this is just like Star Wars. Whenever mm-hmm. I look at streaming sites, I start yelling at them. You are the chosen one. <laughs> you were supposed to help us defeat weekly episodic television, not join them. Yeah. You were supposed to be the chosen one. You were supposed to be because it's not. <clears throat> none of this shit is live. It's all canned. You have it all. Give it to me. This you gotta like keep your subscription, say, man. This was when people were like, oh, we see you. Netflix gives you the whole thing. They gave you the whole Stranger Things series and you binge it in one day. Now what? Now I live life knowing what happened. That's what happens. I live right. a joyful, happy life. I don't understand this thought process. Well, watching it weekly makes it better. How? If you would have told me that I have to go to the movie theater once a week to see how the Avengers movie turned out, I would be pissed. Well, I mean, you kind of did, you just in a larger scale. Give it all to me. I want it all of it. <laughs> he said, fuck that. No. I want it. I want all of it. <clears throat> I want all I know of it it's now. A, what was it that they said? That the, the, the doing a series is like doing a six-hour, seven-hour movie? Fine. Give me the fucking movie then. What the fuck is this? Give yeah. me the story. You have the story. It's not like weekly episodic television back in the day when they did it that way because they were filming it in fucking intervals. You're not filming it in intervals. You did the whole shit. It's in a can. Give me the fucking can. It's like a toddler. It's like a toddler who's ready to feed himself if the parent won't give him the container. Give me the fucking container. (laughs) Give me the whole thing. Give me the whole fucking thing. I'm ready to eat. I want to shovel it in. I need it inside me. Give me the can. God damn it. Fucking hate it. Hulu does the same shit. It bothers me. It fucking. You gotta keep the subscription, man. You guys, you guys are fickle. The only way you you won't. A lot of people won't be like, "Oh, that was so good," that I'm just gonna keep my subscription until the next thing comes. Nah, you want to cancel shit? No, 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 no. You gonna hold that subscription, and (laughs) next week, next week you find out what happens. How about that? Jesus Christ. Yep. Well, hate to see it. Well, as cra- as fun as Obi-Wan Kenobi has been and as weird as Stranger Things is, The Boys. This is a DC thing? The Boys just fucks your whole head up. Actually, I don't think The Boys are DC. I think there's some sort of... Hold on, let me look it up now. They're like is it kind of like some heroes shit? Yeah, it's like a superhero show, yeah. But way darker and way is different. Hayden, is Hayden Panettiere in it? No. Uh, <laughs> Why'd you say that with a whisper? Because, it's, uh, it's, I mean... <laughs> uh, let me see. It is... The boys is a... Oh, I clicked the wrong thing. Hold on. It, it, oh, it is DC. There you go. Oh, no. No, it's not. I mean, technically it is. It was originally published by a company called Wildstorm, which was bought over by DC Comics. It's more of a graphic novel. This thing is disgusting, but I love it. Like, disgusting in a good way. 
So it is, it, you said you've never seen it. You didn't even know it existed. I didn't even know it existed. Like I've okay. never. I don't think I've. We're on season. Actually, this is season three. We're talking about. Right actually, now. I think my buddy's wife may have mentioned it once. Okay. And I think I heard of it because he said that um, he was forced to watch it. He was forced to watch. Which is no, I don't think that can't be true because he's a DC guy. So I can't see how he would not want to watch it. Anyway, yes, that was a lot. I couldn't even tell you when that was. What season they're on? Two? Three? Three. Yeah. The one yeah, that yeah, just yeah. got released now was three. And, I mean, quick summary, just real quick. There's a a company called Vought who came up with a chemical that creates superpowers in human beings. And so they didn't choose? They didn't. No, see, that's the thing. They didn't oh. put it in people. They used those chemicals to develop people. They made people that were born into these powers. They don't have any memory of it for the most part. The only people that really have a memory of it are a select group. They call themselves the Seven. They are aware that they were born with powers and abilities, and they are a part of this group as a military branch. They work in some conjunction with the government, or at least they're trying to anyway, but they're a, a private entity where they refer to their superheroes as products. They're products that, they, that they've that they created and endorsed and marketed, and they're trying to spread goodwill throughout the place. And it's just F-bomb this, shit this, the most disgusting. They, they, when they kill in this, it's disgusting. Bodies blow up and cut in half. We've had dicks cut off and then thrown at each other. There was a boat with a bomb that blew up inside of a whale and they got oh they got stuck inside of a whale at one point that's how they got out they blew like the whole left side of the whale open so they could crawl out and it's pretty uh there was a scene where a lady uh was riding a young man and i believe she broke his dick off or something like it's oh, nice. yeah this is uh this is a pretty gruesome fucking show and uh the baddie, the bad, the main bad guy is actually the leader of the seven. He called himself Homelander, and uh, that's where Cody's coat comes from. <laughs> he's, he's got the Homelander look. Uh, this guy, you all talk about, think Superman, pretty much all the same powers as Superman, pretty much as durable as durable as Superman, but with huge insecurity issues and. Just all of them. Napoleon Complex, even though he's a large guy, and just self-loathing. Just he's just a piece of shit, garbage guy. He's 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 Superman without the proper upbringing. He knows he's super powerful. He knows he's a, a godlike symbol and and has godlike abilities, and has no problem at all just murdering as many people as he wants to murder for the sake of just being a dick. Okay. So uh, you know. Like, like, for instance, in this past episode, he was asked to save a girl who was about to jump off of the building. She was feeling suicidal. He, he went to the building to try to talk her down. He legitimately was trying, you know. And while he was up there, the his ex-Nazi girlfriend from season two, who was already on her deathbed, decided to kill herself. And he found out on the news while he was standing on the building talking to this girl. And he started having an emotional reaction because there was still some feelings there. And he looked over at the girl and said, what kind of world are we living in when a goddess like that can't be saved, but you have to be saved? Mm. And he thought about it. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Go ahead. Jump. She's like, well, I mean, I don't really want to 
jump anymore. He goes, no, 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 I'm not suggesting anything anymore. Jump. <laughs> she was like, wait, what? And they switch scenes and they're talking down at the, the ground level. And all of a sudden the body just hits the fucking car. Boom. She jumped. <laughs> he was like, no, no, no. I'm not asking you anything anymore. Now you got to jump. Jump. <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a fucking sick dude. There was a scene, I think in season one. They have like a Wonder Woman version. Her name is Maeve. She's like a Wonder Woman type character. Mm-hmm. The two of them were on a plane, and the plane was going to crash or whatever. And they're like, ah, we can't save all these people, so just fuck it. Just leave them. Yeah, so they said, just leave them. And they were like, no, come save us. He was like, back up. And he, his eyes lit up. He goes, I will laser all of you in half right fucking now. Back up. Mm-hmm. He was like, look, we can't save all these people. Let's just go. Fuck it. And he, t- and he just fucking dipped and just let that plane crash and everybody die on it. Mm. He was just like, fuck it. So the reason why I bring all this up is because every season opener has a weird, a a weird moment that kind of catalyzes is a catalyst for the whole season. Like the very first episode, season one, one of the main good guys, he's talking with his girlfriend and they're headed to work or whatever like that, and and. They're having a, that's like how the show starts. They're just having a mundane conversation and they're walking with each other to work. The guy has to go to work. The girl's headed to college or some school or whatever. And they're having coffee. It's a regular ass conversation. Lovey dovey. Their boyfriend, girlfriend, been been a couple for a long time. And they're in the middle of, well, not in the middle. They're on the sidewalk and uh, she gets ready to leave him to go across the the street. And right as she's standing right in front of him, she just explodes right in front of him. Guts, blood, everything hits him in the face. He has no idea what just happened. They were just having a conversation, and she just fucking explodes right in front of him. And that's how the fucking show starts. He, they, they get you invested in this relationship, and she just dies. She just blows up. And it's like it's it's all over his face, chunks of skin and blood. And he's just like, what? what? Robin? He's like, wait, what happened? And it turns out that one of the members of the seven, his his name was A Train. He's a super fast guy. His thing is speed, and he was drunk, and he started running through the street, and he ran so fast he ran through her, and she exploded. Mm. <laughs> so that was his catalyst. That was the catalyst for him to join a team that is very anti superhero and anti the seven. Because they just do random shit, and there's no, there doesn't seem to ever be any consequences for them. They can just mm-hmm. do whatever they want, and they thought that was fucked up, which it probably is. And they just said, "Fuck it," and it was just such a gruesome scene. So every season they have kind of a moment where it's just like, "Okay, that's kind of fucked up, really weird." So this season, I guess they said, "Hey, we need to have a really fucked up." weird moment in episode one what can you guys come up with and the one writer who's been smoking marijuana at pcp and angel dust all day put down his beer can and said here hold my beer for a second i got this oh. so they came up with a superhero called termite basically think ant-man he has the ability to change in size oh. and his name is termite and we get introduced by termite at his home he's having a party and they're all standing in a circle and the camera's panning around, showing the circle, and then it shows inside the circle, and everyone's rooting, yeah, yeah! And 
Inside the circle is a table with a dollhouse on it. And inside the dollhouse, Termite has shrunk himself down and he's fucking a Barbie doll. In, okay. In, in the dollhouse. And everyone's like, oh my God, yeah. And there's one guy kind of looking at it, biting his lip a little bit like, hmm, this is sexy. And then he goes, go ahead and give it to her, babe. And I'm like, uh-oh, okay. There's a connection there. Mm-hmm. And then the next scene, uh, they're not in there anymore. Termite's a regular size now. He's got a robe on. He's in his bedroom. And the guy who told him, go ahead and give it to her, they're having a conversation. And then they start snorting coke off of a mirror. I mean, just lines. They're just doing lines. And they start making out. And then the one guy goes, I want to feel you inside me. <laughs> and, so gross. And me and my wife just looked at it and said, oh, we about to see some gay sex. Because it's clear that they're gay. They're making out. So I thought when he said, I want to feel you inside me, this dude was going to turn around and get dicked in his butt. Yeah. Not what happened. This guy took his clothes Don't tell off. me he shrunk down and went inside his body. He took off his clothes. Termite took a line of coke, shrunk down, and went into his dick hole. That's weird. And started massaging the inside of his dick. And I started thinking about it. That wouldn't What's going to no. happen when he comes? Because he's right in the dick hole, right? He's going to ride the dragon he's gonna out. He's going to ride dude. the dragon out, right? But here's the thing. So, the ultimate cum shot. So he's he's massaging the inside of his dick, and this guy is going bananas. He's like, oh, oh. He's like, it feels great, right? But remember what I said two seconds ago. He had just he literally did a line of coke, and then he went into this guy's dick, like in that transition. So he's in this guy's dick, and he's rubbing the walls and all that stuff. All of a sudden, you see him like fucking with his nose, and he goes. And when he sneezes, it kickstarts his powers. He goes back to full size, and this dude breaks in half. Oh, my God. Where are they coming up with this? I think these guys are fucking doing coke making this show. I described it by saying the writer put this, put this was smoking marijuana laced with PCP and angel dust and put his beer can down and said, I got All you. these scenarios are like someone being high, like, dude, Bro. what if? It's the most ridiculous shit you could possibly think of. And I think that's why I love The Boys so much. The story tracks. It makes sense. There's a lot of characters involved. That part's good. Um, and then it, it, it put on top of that just the grossest, most disgusting shit you could visually make on a television show. And it's fucking great. It, it's, 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 a fucking, it's like a live-action Invincible. It's the weirdest fucking... Which, by the way, Invincible's coming back now with a season two. So Thank God. Like, I've been waiting for that. They need to hurry that shit yeah, up. I need to know more about this. That thing. was that. You want to talk about So I remember building something like, oh, I heard about this show. Locked. Whole, Locked. whole rest of the day. Shut, nothing else was done <laughs> that day but watching Locked. that show. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> Such yeah. a good show. They need to hurry up and get that shit out. So uh, really quickly, <clears throat> you didn't get a chance to see Hell in a Cell. To be honest with you, I haven't really seen it either. But I did watch the Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins situation here. And we're not going to go on a big tangent thing about wrestling because I don't, I don't, I, right now in the mood that I'm in, I don't give a fuck about wrestling right now. There's nothing going on that I give a shit about at all. I know I told Xander that we would do something for Forbidden Door. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about Forbidden Door at all, especially now that Punk's hurt and won't be on the show. I don't care. 
So the one thing I do want to mention, though, is obviously the news got around about the torn pectoral. You got a chance to see the uh, the injury, the way that it looked. Did you hear how it happened? Yeah, so you, se- you sent it to me, and I'm like, why are you sending me an article of Raw with Cody standing there? And then you were like, then you said something like, <clears throat> They wanted to throne him so bad or something like that. So I'm looking and I'm like, what, when did he get a big ass tattoo on his chest? Because when you sent that to me, I was at work. So I kind of just glanced at it on my, my watch. Like that's how big I was looking at the pictures on my watch. So I'm like, oh, he's got a tattoo on his chest. That's really weird. So like whatever went about my day. <clears throat> I called my boy afterwards and he's like, dude, he's like freaking out. I'm like, what's going on? He's like. Cody's wrestling in the Hell in a Cell. I'm like, Hell in a Cell? I thought that was raw. I don't know. I I forgot what day it was. And he's like, yeah, dude, he's like, he's actually doing pretty good. And I'm sitting here listening to him the whole time. He's like, you know, I'm impressed. Like, it takes a lot of balls to do that. I'm sure he's in a lot of pain. You can see it in his face. He's he's going for it. He's, he's got, I got a lot of respect for him for this. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, Come on, guys. Like, are, are you all really just getting fucking hype because this dude is injured and he's wrestling? Because one guy is probably doing something really stupid. Uh-huh. And then I go online and I see all these people, oh, you know, tough as nails, uh, big, big props to Cody Rhodes. Oh, this is real wrestling. Oh, we haven't seen something like this. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, guys, calm down. Fucking relax. <laughs> Nothing is going to change. In two weeks, you're going to fucking hate this guy again relax he should be getting medical attention right now uh-huh. this is this is not the generation for him to be doing that like sure it was like oh you haven't seen this in a while refreshing it's like dude relax it's cody rhodes <laughs> relax oh i thought you were gonna come back with a butt no no, no but no, no fucking butt, butt. That, no i butt. don't know what the hype was all about the dude was injured he should have so, been getting medical attention so okay so the monday the pay-per-view was on a Sunday. The Monday before, the go-home Raw, Seth Rollins and Cody got into a fist fight, I guess you could say, some sort of scrum, where they're fighting each other, and he tore his pec in that uh, fight. It wasn't completely detached. It was a tear. And so he did receive medical attention. He did go to the hospital. They gave him some sort of medication for the pain, but then they had advised him that he may need to surgically repair the pec. So he went home, and of course WWE has their own doctors, and they examined him a day or two a day or two after, and said, "Listen, you got a choice. It's up to you. You could not do the pay per view, get the surgery this week. We'll give you the surgery this week, so we can start start the rehab process early." And just get you back mm. on on the road to recovery, and then we'll get you back in the ring. Or you can get through this Sunday, because I think they were the main event. You can get through this Sunday, and then we'll start your rehab after that. And I think it was Cody's response was, well, what happens if I wrestle on Sunday? What happens to the pectoral? So, well, you could tear it. I mean, you're torn already. If you go to the pay-per-view and wrestle on it, you could tear it off the bone. That would make the surgery far more difficult (laughs) and would probably prolong your recovery. uh, recovery. So they said, okay, but it's a chance, it's not a guarantee. I mean, well, it's a hell in a cell, right? So anything can happen. 
So Cody chose, okay, I'm going to do the Sunday show, and then I'm going to get the surgery. They said, okay, fine. And then I think it was the Saturday before or the day of, the doctor was putting him through physical motions to get him stretched and ready for movement, right? Because I don't know what his plans were as far as bumps were, but if he's going to wrestle, he's going to need to be able to move. So they started putting him through exercises and lightweight lifting just to make sure that the muscle was intact and protected. And when he did the dumbbell press, he tore it off the bone. So this wasn't like a week before. It was like the day of or the day before. I think it was the day before, which is why he had such discoloration. Mm-hmm. But he he finished it off. In the warm-up exercises, when he went to lift again, it tore it completely off the bone. So he had to go to the hospital again, and then they looked at it and said, well, it's completely off the bone now. Surgery is a must. This is no longer a situation of rehab. Mm-hmm. Apparently, rehabbing it's not going to help it because you just made it worse. So we have to we have to cut it up. And Cody said, well, I, I still need to wrestle on Sunday. I'm in the main event. And I said, well, here's the deal. <laughs> I don't know what your plan was before, but as far as the extent of your injury goes, that shit is off the bone. So... Good news, bad news. Good news is, no matter what you do at this pay-per-view, doesn't matter. You can fall off the cell. It won't matter. It's not going to make your injury any fucking worse. It's off. That's it. That's about as worse as it's going to get. Now, prolonged t- tearing can cause atrophy, but it's only been 24 hours, so you're fine. It's not going to get any worse. You can take any bump you want, but I'm going to tell you right now, be the pain that you are about to experience will be unlike anything you have ever experienced in your fucking life. And that was told by a doctor to him, and that doctor tweeted this information the day of because there were people questioning the validity of whether or not he should have even been allowed to compete in the first place. And there was a lot of medical personnel that chimed in. I actually shared one on uh, in the Orsini's Uncensored Mind group on Facebook of a doctor pretty much confirming the same thing. That doctor, who's completely unaffiliated with the WWE and it has, is a specialist himself, said there's no reason Cody could not have performed because of the, st- the extent of the injury. It's off. There's nothing else you could possibly do. But or you're not saving anything. It's going to fucking hurt like, uh, like the fucking lengths of which you've never fucking experienced in your life. This is going to suck. So you could do it if you want, but it's going it's to be bad. So Cody said, I'm doing it. So he goes to the fucking show and you can and you can you can see the minute he does his entrance, because his entrance he does the two hands out like a Jesus thing and the pyro hits. He only does the one arm. He gets in the ring. He can't get the jacket off. I mean he does, but it's it's a you could tell on his face this is an unpleasurable situation. I can't imagine what it felt like to get his gear on. Like to put the pants on and the boots and everything like that. Fuck all that. He's about to take bumps. Well, see, that's the thing. And this is going to sound crazy to people, but you have to understand where I'm coming from with this. The bumps was the easy part. The bumps was the easy part because it's, anybody who's been in combat sports will tell you. A, bo- a boxing trainer says this all the time. In boxing, when you break a hand, when you throw a punch and you break your hand, it hurts when you break. But after that, Every consecutive round after the fact, the more you throw that hand, the more numb it gets. The pain actually starts to dumb down. Where the pain pain and the agony and everything starts to really kick in is after. 
when you're done throwing it, when the adrenaline's not pumping anymore, now you're in a world of hurt. So I don't know if Cody had it in his head or not. And he said, I can't, because anybody who has any experience with muscle tears, and I'm, there's a lot of them in WWE, they probably told him, whatever you do, if it's going to suck, get your money's worth. Take every bump in the book, because it won't, it will numb up after a while. After a while, it's going to be a lot easier to fall down. After it's over, you're going to cry. <laughs> it's going to hurt a lot, because all those bumps are going to come back. But if you're doing this to be in the main event, to prove to the boys in the back that you're for real, to prove to Vince that you can be depended upon, then you might as well go all out. And I watched that match, and he did exactly that. This guy's doing Cody Cutter. He's taking table bumps. Seth Rollins took a kendo stick into his muscle and spun that shit around, and I cannot even imagine <laughs> what kind of shit was going through his head. And for as much credit, as we give Cody Rhodes for pushing through and getting through that match the way that he did, I have to tip my cap to Seth Rollins. Because I myself, if I have a torn pectoral muscle, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to get in that ring and I'm going to perform because I need to do this, there's maybe, maybe five, maybe a handful of people on planet Earth, anywhere in the world, where I would trust my body in that position with in the ring. And I'm happy to say Seth Rollins is on that list. He's that fucking good. He's that fucking smooth. He's that fucking safe. Mm. If I'm Cody and I'm looking across the ring, for, and no disrespect to any of these people, if I'm looking across the ring from Chad Gable, if I'm looking across the ring from Otis, if I'm looking across the ring... Uh, with Ezekiel or fucking, I don't, I don't know, just any of these random WWE superstars, I probably wouldn't have that match. But if I'm Cody Rhodes and I'm looking across the ring from Seth Rollins, from Roman Reigns, from Kevin Owens, maybe an AJ Styles, those are the kind of guys where I'm like, I, I could do this. With them, I could do it because they're not going to kill me. Right. They're going to kill themselves before they hurt me. And that's the kind of guy I need to be. Because this is, again, I'll say it again for people who lose track of this. This wasn't just a regular match. This was hell in a fucking cell. Everything in this match hurts. When you have a right arm. He doesn't have a right arm. He's a right-handed wrestler. Now, right. I, now my wife was confused. Because she doesn't, as much as she knows, she doesn't know all the ins and outs. She knows that Cody's right-handed. So she goes, oh man, this is going to be tough to wrestle this match. Because he doesn't have use of his right hand. But what she doesn't realize, and for those of you out there who don't know this either, American wrestlers work left side. We Irish whip with the left hand. We set up suplexes and, and all kinds of holds with our left side. Lucha style, which was in Mexico and some of the European styles, they work with the right. So in this scenario, even though Cody is a right-handed performer, it actually is a gigantic help for him to have a match because he still has the usage of his left arm. And the left arm is what controls the flow of the match. You still need your right arm, obviously, for obvious reasons. Balancing and suplexes and stuff like that. But you're guiding and you're running a match with your left side. So that was kind of a benefit to him. That was the one positive thing of the whole thing. The fact that he even could work a match because he still had his left side. So I'll give Seth credit, all, in the, all the credit in the world for, that making, for not making that injury any worse than it could have been. And... Uh, for dumbing down, you know, 
imagine getting in that ring and suffering through all that pain and then the match was shit. Like, people, I don't think people would have given any of these two guys any crap had the match been shit based on the, based on the situation. But I think right. the reason why you were hearing so much hype is because he was hurt, Seth was in a bad situation, and the match was dope. And I think so. That's what do you think? Does this does this uh, Cody's a made change? Man. Does a this made, change his trajectory? Yes. Really? Yes. I, I, with yes. the fans? With Vince. That's all that matters. And that's all that matters. If Cody would have done this and it impressed the fans, but Vince didn't like the outcome of this, it it wouldn't have mattered. When when Cody left AEW, and it was me, you, and I think it was Xander. I think we were live. When we were discussing the whole Cody Rhodes possibly going to WWE thing, and I had stated on the show, if I'm Cody Rhodes, that's the last place I would go because they're going to hold all that stuff against me. They'll use me in the beginning. They'll try to get all the AEW stuff out of the system of the fans. They'll put him in the high position. Six months, maybe SummerSlam, maybe Survivor Series. He's going to go back to being just an average guy. I think this match, even though it wasn't on purpose, and I and they kind of fell into it by accident, but Cody, being as smart as he is, utilized this situation perfectly. He suffered a lot, and I'm sure that whole match was one of the most miserable experiences of his life, but the positives that come from that match are astronomical. There's no one in this company right now that's a babyface that could be a top babyface besides Cody. Cody's position was revealed to me when they turned Edge. Edge is now going to be a babyface again moving forward to cover for Cody because they don't have another babyface in line, believe it or not. Cody is figured to fuck in, and I can see that now. And not only figured the fuck in, but I think this match cements it. He's a made fucking man. When he heals, I, I Cody did the Money in the Bank promo uh Commercial. I shouldn't say promo. He did the commercial for Money in the Bank. Monday, the Monday after um, Hell in a Cell, he was scheduled to do a promo to push the Money in the Bank thing further because that's the pay-per-view that's next. And Seth did a whole thing with him, and they ended up injuring him, quote-unquote, more, which they couldn't have, but they injured him again. So they wrote Cody up TV so he can go get his surgery and heal up. But I think the... I think... I think the plan was for Cody to win that money in the bank contract. And now that he is going to be injured, they have to give that money to make contract to somebody else. He's not going to be healed in time. Don't you worry. They've found plenty of ways to work around that shit in the past. But if they are doing a full <laughs> a full restoration to his right side, right? Pictorial, because it damaged, according to the doctor that I was listening to, based on the discoloration on the arm, that damage wasn't just the pectoral. It was the humerus. It was all the ligaments and tendons that go over the shoulder and underneath, down to the arm, to the, down to the bicep. He has a very damaged area. I can't remember. How long was Triple H out? The Triple H was out eight months. Eight months. But he was out for the quad, which was a far larger muscle. I mean, look at Triple H's quads. Yeah, two. Far, far larger muscle than... Um, than Cody's peck and shoulder. Yeah, you can my, work around that. My, If you don't based, have both of your legs, then you're kind of fucked. Yeah, based on what I've seen in the past from friends who have had similar injuries, um, 
I say six months. Six months? Yeah. I say six months. <clears throat> I was but thinking here's, six but, but here's the thing. It is June. Right? Yeah, that's six months. That's six months maybe out of the ring. I don't think he's off the camera, though. But here's the, And I wouldn't take him off the camera either. But here's the beautiful part. We're in June. Yeah. What's six months from now? Getting close to... That's the Royal Rumble. Yeah. We're getting to the We're Royal definitely Rumble. on the road to WrestleMania at that point. Exactly. So if you're not going to have him win money in the bank because of the injury, it's not too far out of the realm of possibility that he wins the Royal Rumble. And if he does that and he heads to WrestleMania and we're no longer in a situation where we are talking about which champion to choose because that's done and over with. We only have one champion. Now, will Roman still be the champion come this WrestleMania? I would be shocked if he wasn't. And Why is that uh, even a question? That's what I'm saying. I would be shocked if it wasn't, especially since they have him um, on, a, uh, on a split schedule now. They're protecting him like crazy. So they haven't settled on a location for the next Royal Rumble just yet, but all rumors and all that I can find online is it seems like we're headed to the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. If we can get a Cody Rhodes Royal Rumble victory in Texas, that's huge. Would have been huger if it was in Florida. Damn, what happened? I don't understand what happened. Why, what, what, how did we get here with Cody Rhodes? Well, you know what? What did I miss? You know what? It's a twofold. Because you sound a little on board. You sound a little too on board for yes, me right now. Yes, and I'm going to explain why. Because there's nobody Fucking else. Traitor, dude. There's nobody no, else. No, don't give me that default there's shit. There's nobody else. That's going to do what? Gone, they have gone out of their way to destroy any of the talent that they cut. AJ Styles is a multiple time world champion. He he was feuding with Omos. And I guess now moving forward, he's going to be feuding with the Judgment Day faction. I don't know how that's going to work. He's lost in the sauce. They've they have done such a remarkably terrible job getting their talent ready for anything. They've made everyone in that company interchangeable. They have They've all of their every, eggs in one basket. All, all you talking about the Roman Reigns deal? Mm-hmm. In the beginning, when this whole run started, it made sense to me. Because you, because before Roman got over, they didn't have anybody on top. There was what Lesnar, maybe. There was nobody on top. When he broke through, I was like, "All right, great, put the eggs in that basket because we need a top guy." But now we have a top guy, and their roster right now is so low on the totem pole. They had to cut Roman's schedule. He doesn't have anyone to work with. He doesn't have a baby face. He doesn't have another heel. There's no one for him to work with. Nobody. <clears throat> yeah, but they 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 fabricate that. Like they're, they're you mean who the are they, they, they make to, they get to make the decision who he faces. And they well, have, not even just that. They're development. They are the ones they're that not develop. developing. That's my problem. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Like, they're every it time sounds like a bad guy, position, but it's is this in is this intentional? Are they doing this on purpose for some type of big payout? And they, to who? I believe that they've been burned so many times by having top stars. 
and they're going through it now because I don't think I I get the feeling from a lot of people that Roman doesn't want to be there anymore either, which is amazing because he's he's. I could imagine he's getting fucking bored. He's not wrestling anymore. He's not wrestling anybody with any real talent. On that's on his level, and I don't. I mean, mean say what you want. Say what you want about Cena. He had a lot of matches. Yeah, you can call them the same thing. You know what's funny though? They they didn't have anybody for John either. Not yeah, but they while. still fed him. They but they still fed him, and they they put it on John to try to make the guy he was working with. Did it work all the time? No, there were guys that John got in the ring with that it just didn't work. But with Roman, and they've They're done that with Roman. They've they've put him in there with a few guys here and there, but the, it doesn't work. The, the The WWE does it to itself because they they'll right. tell you that a guy is special. And they'll treat him like he's special for a few months, and then they just stop. He's not special anymore. He just stops. I wonder if it's politics or this is was it why, This was why I was so so sure that when Cody got there, Everyone's he was going to be great for a few months and then squash him. Not because of it being just Cody, but because that's what they do with everybody. AJ Styles was a headliner for them. Mushed. Seth Rollins is supposed to be a top guy, but Seth Rollins will either be in the main event of the show or he'll be in the opening match and everywhere in between. There's nothing special about Seth Rollins because he just they put him everywhere. The only person that is protected completely 100% is Roman. That's it. There's nobody else. And because of that, there's no uh, they had Kevin Owens as a guy that they are paying 1. Point whatever million dollars a year. He's feuding with Ezekiel just so we're clear, Sami Zayn got an equally large contract. His job right now is just to be the cheerleader for the bloodline while Roman is out. They're paying top guys top money, but they're not using them as top guys. They're using them like every other fucking guy on the card. One minute, Monday Night Raw has a rockin' main event where Cody and Austin Theory, which is a good match, and a young guy and a veteran for the U.S. title. That's a good, solid TV main event. And then next week, it'll be Liv Morgan versus Nikki Ash. And, and there's no importance to the main event anymore. There's no importance to uh, promote your pay-per-views as... Uh, they call them premium live events now. They're not pay-per-views anymore. But there's no stress on the pay-per-views. They add pay-per-view matches to pay-per-views like the day of. Matches just appear on pay-per-view now because they have to fill time. There's no importance to it at all whatsoever. There's nothing about it that gives you any kind of seriousness. Nothing that you can sink your teeth into. That's why I said, I'll say it again. When Cody first got there, I thought they would sink him because they sink everyone else. And with him being a former AEW guy, I just thought it was a guarantee. But ever since Cody has been here, I don't know how much of it you've seen, but he fits here. His whole presentation, everything that he does, the way that he does his promos, the way that he has his matches... Everything. He's a WWE guy through and through. He's always been. I understand why AEW started booing toward the end because they started to finally see it. He wasn't wrestling the way that their favorites tend to wrestle. He didn't fit there. He never fit there. He was never their guy. He was always a WWE guy. This was a ruse all along? No. No, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to say that 
it was a conspiracy theory. I, I'm not going to go as so far as to say that it was a ruse all along because of this. Because when Cody left the WWE initially, I truly do believe that was WWE wiping their hands of him in that moment. He's a Rhodes. So I'm sure in Cody's mind, there was always a chance he could. But there was never a guarantee. Because if he went out to Japan or if he went out to Impact or Ring of Honor and he shit the bed, there was no way they were going to bring him back. The only way the WWE was ever going to bring him back was if he had succeeded on his own, which he did. But it wasn't a guarantee. So for people to say, well, you know, it was a conspiracy all along. He would, no, maybe not all along. They, were, they sat back because they, they love Cody. They've always loved Cody. Vince has always had a soft spot for Dustin and Cody because they were Dusty's kids. And no matter how long Vince McMahon has been in the sports entertainment game, he grew up in the wrestling game. And he will always hold certain people to good favor. That's why no matter what Dusty did to Vince, he always had a job. Even if it was at NXT or whatever the case may be. He always had a job. I think in the WWE's mind, or more specifically in Vince's mind, he used the old JR line of, you know, go somewhere, get a new move, get a fresh coat of paint, change the presentation a little bit, and then we'll talk. Now, if you're telling me the conspiracy is is that Cody never really wanted to be accepted by those people, that he used them as a vehicle to give back to the WWE, that I believe. Because mm. why else? Why else? Cody's not an idiot. Why else would he be an EVP with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega? Why else? Cody knows how to run a goddamn wrestling company. He doesn't need the assistance of these nitwits to do anything. He did that to get a title. Positioning. He wasn't going to be the EVP by himself. He knows that. If he would have pitched that, it would have exposed him and it would have showed his hand. So he said it as a group. Let's all be EVPs together. Knowing full well, I said it on my show when they made the announcement all those years ago. Too many chefs in the kitchen. That's it. There's no way all of that works. And it didn't. Because there's no way. You can't have four CEOs with the same exact job at a Fortune 500 co- uh, company. It doesn't work like that. Someone has to steer the ship. Right. And the only reason he agreed, in my opinion, not fact, my opinion, the only reason he agreed to be an EVP was because he just wanted the title of EVP. That's it. Wants to put it on his resume. That's why he was backstage with a fucking bullhorn directing traffic. And he just wanted to be seen as a guy who was taking control, which right. is not a bad thing. There's not, I'm not saying this in a negative way. I've got a resume very similar to that. So I'm not going to sit here and criticize him for it. If that's your conspiracy... Where you're thinking, oh, he used AEW, he used that platform, he used those fans to get back into the good graces of WWE. Sure, I can buy that. But the ideology that since day one it was always about this and he was, no, 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 no. WWE sat back and waited to see if he could do this. And he did. And the minute he did, that was it. And for the record... For the record, so was it the Cody. hate that Vince liked? Because you, because uh, I've seen people say that too, right? Oh, Cody Rhodes is the embodiment of this is what I want to do. If you don't like it, go out there and get it yourself and show them that it works. But I don't, 
I'm, I don't see the moment where I go, that's working. So is it just the controversy at the end? Or did he show something was working that Vince saw, but everyone else hated? Which would make sense. But at to, from a fan standpoint, I don't ever, I don't see a moment in the AEW <clears throat> run where they go, damn, he really showed Vince, this is how it's done. And this is what I told you would work. Because on the contrary, he was booed out of the company. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so what, what? Did he, what did he show? Was it something to Vince specifically that nobody else understands? They're like, oh, okay, you're right, kid. This actually will work. I'll give you a contract type of deal because I don't see where he proved this works because I feel like he proved the opposite, that people didn't like that shit. I, opinion. You understand what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. And this is just my opinion, but if, if what I know about Vince McMahon to be is to be true, the minute Dynamite got a TV deal on TNT, Vince started paying attention. But was because that because of Cody Rhodes? A big part of it, yes. Was big, it at the point his that. name? Because it, it Cody Rhodes's name value right, brought, brought something the to the table, though. huh? It wasn't the gimmick though? Yes. Because I think to, I don't think, think it was the... Cody. I think it was a combination of fuck Vince. That like, all, yeah, you have some of the indie guys that people, the beloved people, blah blah blah. You got a name in Cody somewhat, and then you got money behind it, and then you have action, and then you see this action, and it's like, yeah, fuck Vince. This is gonna rock, and then it it progressed and grew. I don't see that off off specifically the name of Cody Rhodes or that gimmick. Okay, well here here's some of the pieces that I do know. So the TNT deal was struck technically speaking by Tony Khan himself because he had communication and networking capabilities through to his ownership in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So he already has connections to all that stuff. But remember, TNT and TBS and the Turner Network, this is where WCW existed. They mm-hmm. have some knowledge of what it's like to have a wrestling program on their network. Right. The pros who and is, cons. Who is the one connection that Tony Khan can present in a meeting that would tie some of the older product to the newer product? So you mean his name held away more backstage and I'm going to take it even a step further Cody Rhodes from what we do know Cody Rhodes the Young Bucks Kenny Omega Tony Khan they were all in the same room together when the deal was originally negotiated to be on TNT what are they going to provide as a program there's I'm I'm sure there was a whole pitch right this is what it's going to look like this is this this is that I can promise you that a person that did the person that did most of the talking in that pitch was Cody because a the name value opens the door and B remember what we were promised when AEW first started we were promised a sports based presentation the representatives at TNT were told we're going to join 
your sports programming. We're going to have statistics, win-loss records. We're going to be paying attention to uh, our championship matches. They even, remember, they, the TNT title, right? The secondary championship is named after the goddamn network. It's going to be branding for you guys. It's a whole ordeal. Cody Rhodes, I think if you ask anybody who's a part of AEW, they'll tell you that Cody Rhodes was a major player, major player, on getting AEW A in existence and B, its national notoriety in the start. Now, to add some fire to your argument about whether or not did this gimmick actually work on a creative level, in the beginning, when they started with AEW, it was genuinely kind of over with the audience because Cody felt familiar. Right, They had the Bucks, they had Omega, but for the most part, AEW was kind of a new roster for people. They'd never seen these people before, for the most part. Private Party, Joey Janela, just going on the line. It was new people. Where Cody, where Cody's gimmick was successful in the beginning is also in the direction as to why it started to fail. Because Cody here appeared like a top main event star. Dressed like one, spoke like one, carried the audience in the palm of his hand. Everything went right. Where Cody's gimmick started to fail is when the the old guys started coming in. When the WWE superstars started coming to AEW. The Miros, the Moxleys, the Jerichos. Uh, even now to the Danielsons, to the Punks, to the Malachi Blacks, to the... When these people came to AEW, you know what it did? It reminded the audience of where he was the last time he stood next to these guys. He was less than the last time he stood around these guys. They It reminded the audience, oh, he's not one of us. He was one of those guys. And what fueled the fire more is the more WWE talent came in, the less Cody started, less Cody was performing. All of a sudden, now he's doing television shows. He's doing commercials. He's got the reality show going. He's missing dynamites. He's missing rampages. Meanwhile, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are on the show every single week. Kenny, now we're finding out, did a whole year's worth of matches with broken fucking ribs. He's got he had all kinds of injuries, and he was still wrestling. And here's Cody in his suit doing his thing. The more talent came in the more sports entertainer he became. And that's when AEW completely flipped the script. I mean, the audience completely flipped the script on him. That gimmick worked in the beginning. They were able to look at him and say, that's a top guy. He was putting over the young guys. He was handing over championships, shaking hands. He's doing feuds with Darby Allen. He's working with all their favorites. So they applauded that. Mm -hmm. The minute that stopped, and now we've got, quote-unquote, I'll use the air quotes because it's disrespectful to say this out loud, but I'll say it. The real talent came, and he became just another guy in the mix. Then the gimmick got exposed because all of a sudden when you see Cody Rhodes in the same ring with all these other guys, all of a sudden he's dashing again, and it didn't fit. The ironic part of this entire story is Cody going to the WWE actually... (laughs) refresh the wwe because yeah that's right because that, that point Randy, you just made was just like it it like 
circles back to my point like oh okay i see the flaws in this with the guys he was with before now he's gonna go back is it because those guys are gone yes and then he went there he's surrounded by nothing but new talent now in uh, a familiar uh, place yeah cody rhodes cody rhodes is wrestling austin theory on raw you know you, you know what actually it, no, okay i mean that kind of makes sense he, a little he, bit it it, it 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 it's a new it's new to them type of deal right so it's like, yeah, it's Cody Rhodes, and we're familiar with the name, but to to that audience, the gimmick is super over because to them it's like, my God, look at this glow up! I haven't seen him in six years because they didn't watch fucking AEW. I haven't seen him in six fucking years. Look at this guy, great shape. He's wrestling better than he's ever wrestled than I can ever recall him wrestling before. He's got a completely different look. This guy looks amazing. And then you do the you Hell believe, in a Cell match last night. You believe night. there's enough people that exist that had that experience yes. where they didn't watch AEW and yes, saw him go from, from what he was before to coming back now. It's like, whoa, this dude is who hadn't different. even paid attention to him in six years. And then he just you, comes you back. You seriously believe that? Of course, yes, absolutely. Okay. I mean if there's enough of those then it, it that alone, if there's enough of those, yeah, then I believe there all is of a this. large group of people because that's the missing who's puzzle only piece. watching the WWE. Because that's really all they have time for. Why do I, f- and why then do there's I a find that people, so hard to believe? But I, it goes the other way. There's now a large group of people who are only watching AEW. And they're paying no attention to the WWE. Dude, I'd watch both every week if I... It's just too long. But... <laughs> it's just a, too long. But you, you, that's what I'm trying to... Okay. I guess that proves your point. Like, they're choosing one or the other. When, they can't do go, both. If... It was so it's so funny because like for you and me, during the attitude era, you and me, we watched both. We would watch Raw, we would watch Nitro, we would watch SmackDown, we would watch Thunder, we'd catch an occasional ECW program on the weekend. We watched all of it, because that's just what we did. But in the nineties, even then, there was a fucking line. There were people who watched WCW and did not watch WWE. There were people who watched WWE who did not watch WCW. But that I believe because it was a war. And you know people. They love that. I'm on this side. I'm on that side. Fuck that side. And and that's why the beginning of this war, AEW versus WWE, I had said said on this show that the war is really only amongst the fans. In the 90s, in the Attitude Era, those two companies were fucking with each other. They were at war with one another. AEW and WWE are not at war with one another. They could give less of a shit about what the other company is doing. WWE is approving scripts now for wrestlers to talk about AEW on TV. AEW Tony AEW's owner and CEO Tony Khan is doing interviews on podcasts where he's critiquing and he's giving his opinion on WWE's product. They're not fighting with each other. The people who are fighting with each other are the fucking fans. They're fighting with each other. WWE fans are telling everybody that AEW product sucks. It's all of our garbage wrestlers that we gave got rid of and didn't want anymore. Their storylines don't make any sense. It's all just a bunch of people getting together and beating the shit out of each other in stipulated matches. And AEW's fans are looking at WWE going, it's all boring, mundane bullshit. It's all lights and sparklers and no real substance. There's no storyline to anything. It's Roman Reigns and nobody else. This is what's happening. I, I, I hope AEW isn't saying that because they, they go put their own foot in their mouth. But, that's, but this, is the, this is the war that we're talking about. When people say there's a war between them, it's not between the two companies. They couldn't give less of a shit. 
they don't care that the other one exists. And it goes both ways. That's why when if you notice, this is going to sound, maybe this will be a light bulb moment. AEW for a long time used to do a lot of promos, a lot of stuff regarding to fuck WWE, right? When Cody broke the throne or whatever made they make WWE references. Nine times out of ten, it was fucking Cody. Now that Cody's not in AEW, no one's really in AEW talking about fuck WWE. It's not even coming up. The only time it's come up is when MJF brought it up, but that's because AJF's having a beef with the owner or whatever. MJ, MJF and Khan made a, you know, small comments. Yeah, but for the most part, the talent itself is not sitting here going, yeah, fuck WWE. That war thing is fucking done and over with. There's no, no fucking they're, they're war not, going on. They're not, they're not stupid. They're, they're not going to shut that door on themselves. They Those wrestlers aren't going to do that. It's funny, though, because in all reality, Tony does not need to feud with anyone. Just build your fucking product. You have enough on your plate. You, you're you doing enough with AEW to keep you fucking loaded for as long as humanly possible. And you just bought Ring of Honor with no fucking plans at all to do anything with that. You've right. got FTR walking around on your television with the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. For what reason, I don't know. It's just you, 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 you bought a wrestling company while still trying to figure out what to do with your wrestling company. It's the weirdest thing. I don't, I don't know what he's doing, but fuck it, it. he's doing big things, I suppose. Doing big, 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 big things. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and start wrapping this bitch up. We're gonna get out of here. Um, Father's Day next weekend. Uh, I guess this is your first one. Welcome to the club. Um, what are you doing? You got plans, or she's surprising you? She's surprising me. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I just know that I was promised a steak. So we'll oh, we'll get that. Are you a steak guy? Love steak. Really? Big, big steak guy. Huge steak guy. Yeah. How do you eat it? Uh, you're gonna get me killed out here, but I'm a well done guy. Okay, well I am I li- too, but I that's like why I thought cooked. it was weird. I never really saw you as a steak guy. Nah, I love I love it. Uh I love I prefer it well done. Uh sometimes the restaurant doesn't really get it to where I want it. And so I always have a range, right? So I want it well done. But if I absolutely, this is how I got to take it. I mean, I can go as low as medium rare, but that's it. That shit's bleeding on me. I don't so like media. So, okay. So the one thing I've learned about steak is, and this is why I don't eat it. If you're not going to an expensive restaurant with good reviews, it's not, for me, it's not even really worth it. Because if you do get like a medium at a really, really nice restaurant that knows how to freaking cook these type of meats like super well, then um, it is better. I prefer it well, but that's because I don't like the blood and shit. Yeah. But I don't like thick pieces of meat. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of shocked that you're a steak guy. I don't really yeah. know why. Yeah. I was promised a steak. Um, we'll see how that goes. Probably we'll, we'll probably wind up at Outback Steakhouse. That's where they usually tend to take me for. Yeah, see, uh, that's and that's why I don't eat steak because I'm not fucking going to Outback Steakhouse to eat a steak. Like I'm just why? not doing that. That's dope. Because that's the pl- that's what I that's what I mean. Like if you go to a good place, you'll get a good steak. That to me is like the fast food restaurant of steaks. Well, I enjoy it. Mashed potatoes, get a little broccoli in there. Good to go. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take you somewhere. Delicious. I'm gonna have to to fucking refine your palate, dude. My palate's been the way that it's been for a long fucking time. Yeah, and I'm gonna refine it. No. (laughs) 
I said what I said. Like sugar. I'm gonna. I said what I said. My wife ran in here in the middle of us talking to show me that there's a, a Pokemon Go event right now where there's Onyxes all over my house. Oh shit. Yeah, I'm looking Whoa. at it now. I'm like, oh shit! I... All right, we're wrapping this bitch up. I gotta go catch me an onyx now. <laughs> it's pouring rain outside. I feel bad. My sisters are gonna be driving back at some point, and it's pouring out here. Ah, it's gonna stop soon. It's not raining anymore over here. Oh, okay. So then it was. Good. So it'll it'll probably stop within the hour or so. That's good news. All right, so. folks. So, uh, next week. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I, we ain't going to be here. So <laughs> I'll catch you guys in July. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so we'll definitely let you guys know what's going on with this. So thank you guys for sharing. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for uh, downloading. And, of course, most importantly, thank you guys for enjoying episode. I keep forgetting, but I don't give a shit. Episode 230-something. I don't know. It is what it is. This is my daddy's 200th episode. If you'd like to sew, buy some boots, t-shirts, mugs, tank tops, beats towels, phone cases, go to H-A-O-U-N.com. This is my daddy's 200th episode. This still keeps him busy, and he's not playing with me, so stop listening. But, but he's actually playing with me, so I won't play.